listening to the Rude Horror Podcast with your host, Marcus Rude. Hey, what's going on everybody? Marcus Rude here. And uh, this episode is just going to be kind of like a discussion and announcements sort of episode. I'm not really going to talk about one specific movie. I'll probably talk about some of the most recent movies I've watched and just kind of briefly go over those and uh, try to make them spoiler free just because I just want to briefly talk about some of the newest stuff I've seen. And um, and the other reason why I'm making this episode is because I haven't put out another episode in like, I don't know, a week or so. And I felt like I needed to put something out there um i still plan on doing a valentine's day sort of episode i made a post on uh this uh local like kind of like a local uh horror facebook page that i made uh, a few years back called qc horror empire and uh it's just i mean anybody can join that if you guys want to join that it's cool it's just, uh, I try to post, uh, stuff that's, like, locally horror-oriented, and, uh, but I mean, we, we can post whatever on there, but I'd, I'd usually try to post if there's, like, anything local in our area to post it on there, so local people of where we live in the Quad Cities, Iowa, Illinois, that they can kind of just, uh, you know see if any events going on or if they're selling anything horror related or want to trade anything horror related I haven't seen any of that done yet but I mean I encourage people to just interact on there and uh, as long as as long as you keep it sort of horror related I mean anything kind of goes on there but uh, I uh, posted on there um, (laughs) not to get sidetracked I posted on there like a, a poll of what uh valentine's day oriented horror movie should i cover and most of the votes got my bloody valentine 1981 so i'm probably gonna end up doing that hopefully if i can't do it by valentine's day um uh, i did watch my bloody valentine 3d last night so, <laughs> I can always fall back and just talk about that if uh, if I haven't gotten around to watching My Bloody Valentine 1981, the OG. So, I'm going to do what I can. Um, I'm a family man, so i got to put my family first. Uh, so, I'm going to try my best though. But, if not, sorry, but I'm going to talk about My Bloody Valentine 3D. Which... I liked, I don't know what your guys' opinion is on it, but I did like the the 2009 version. Um, I think it complements really well with the Friday the 13th remake that came out the same year. Like, I, I think that would be a good uh, double feature. And I did like the Friday the 13th remake. Uh, I know it's not a popular choice of the movies a lot of people don't like it 
Um, I've talked to a couple people and they like it. So, I mean, <clears throat> if you can come in with a, fr- like, a not fresh mind take on it, but, you know, take a breath and just watch it as its own movie and, you know, not uh, try to be like, oh, it needs to be just like the original. No, I mean, if you're going to do a fresh take on a movie that's, you know, going into a movie that's a remake, you got to make it different. I mean, I don't really want to sit down and watch scene for scene the same movie of the original. If I wanted to do that, I would just watch the original. So, I mean, it's got to be something different from the original. So, as long as... (laughs) This is where it falls into the category of, like, a good remake and a bad remake. I would add that... uh, I mean, it's still got to be the same elements of the original, but make it different. Otherwise, who's going to want to pay to watch the same fucking movie? Like, the the Psycho remake is pretty much the same fucking movie as the original, so... But in color instead of black and white. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm just one of those people that just, you know, make it different. But still keep the same elements as the original. So, anyways. That's uh, probably what I'll be, you know. So, it's either going to be the original or the remake that I'll be talking about. I did sort of like half-ass watch Valentine, but I didn't get through the whole movie. Um, which I don't think that's a bad movie either, but I don't think I'm going to talk about the, that one this year. Maybe next year. Um, for uh, what year did that come out? 2000, 2001. For that, that year of movie, I thought it was a decent slasher. I don't think it gets the love that it deserves. Um so that's that's my quick opinion on it um before i i get into talking about a lot of uh some of the, the last movies that i've watched i wanted to mention uh some announcements um so this saturday february 15th uh free horror movie night is happening again this month and the subject of the films are full it's Fulci night part two so you guessed it there's gonna be some Fulci films being played movies such as new york ripper a cat in the brain which is uh a movie in uh episode i just covered like two episodes ago and zombie or zombie two however you prefer the title and more to be announced uh I guess maybe at the maybe the Saturday they'll just announce what other ones are gonna play, or they might just throw on some random Fulci films that would be a mystery. I don't know. Um, as always, it's free, so just show on up and uh, maybe buy a PBR or uh, whatever you know. Just grab a beer and uh they, they do have some delicious cookies if you ever get around to getting some of their baked cookies that they have for sale i suggest jumping on them because they are delicious um it's at i don't know if i mentioned it's at Roz Talks in rock island illinois and it starts at 7 p.m i mean they always 
they always start at 7 p.m. But if you get there a little bit early, they're going to spin uh, the Beyond vinyl. So you can you can listen to uh, some Beyond vinyl, vinylage, uh, the movie show. want to mention Midwest Monster Fest is going to be happening again this year, September 5th and 6th. And I, I want to apologize on uh, the website that I keep saying I get or unless I I always thought it was midwestmonsterfest.com but uh it's either they changed it or it's mwmonsterfest.com so I apologize to everyone over at Midwest Monster Fest if I goofed up the website it's www.mwmonsterfest.com and they've announced just a couple guests we got CJ Graham uh, he played Jason in Friday Thirteenth Part Six, and Linnea Quigley, which everybody knows who Linnea Quigley is. Return of the Living Dead, Night of the, Night of the Demons, etc., etc. And uh, newly announced J.J. Cohen, you may know him from Nine Seven Six Evil in the Back to the Future trilogy. He's been in a few other things. So, but he's the newest announcee, and uh, I, I just have a feeling this is going to be a really good uh, year for uh, the Quad Cities as far as uh, the horror convention, pop culture convention goes. I, I think this is going to be a really good one. So, I know it's like almost, I mean, under a year away, but it's, it's a ways away. But uh, I was like mentioning in here because it's just going to keep coming closer and closer and uh i just i want the word being spread around because the quads this is the first um like horror convention so i i you know i just want to to spread the love and uh just tell more people about it because the more people that i spread the news to or you know just get the to get the word out the more that you know hopefully uh the word just even spreads you know even further by just telling people all the time about it so uh your calendars if if you want to make the trip to the quad cities it's going to be in moline at the rust belt is the the venue it's different from last year so i'm i'm anxious to see how the venue is going to be this year I, i'm from what I hear, it's it's going to be a heck of a lot better. And last year was amazing, so I can only imagine this year's just <laughs> it's going to be beyond amazing. Um, I want to mention the the movie Spring Fever that I had talked about last episode is running its Indiegogo campaign for uh, the post production of the movie, and. Uh, there's going to be many perks to unlock when you uh, donate or, or buy perks. And uh, it'll help raise funds to meet their goal. The goal is to help submit the film to many f- film festivals as, as much as they can and, to, and for distribution for the film. Um, some of the perks include you can get stickers, buttons, t-shirts, posters, and a Zed puppet from the movie. And... There's also perks to uh, be a producer and an executive producer. 
So uh, take advantage of that. Uh, to my understanding, it's a, a short campaign. Um, I'm going to ask Izzy about that, if, if they can extend that, because uh, there's only nine days left to uh, to fund this campaign. So if you would like to contribute anything, even if it's the lowest perk, just to help spread the, the news of this movie, this is, to my knowledge, probably the last movie that you'll ever see Robert Czar in. And uh, if you don't know who he is, he played Maniac Cop in the Maniac Cop trilogies. And uh, at least one and two. He might've, there might have been archive footage of him in three. I can't remember. But yeah, anyways, I mean, he's the OG Maniac Cop. And uh, this movie took seven years to make. So... Um, I know Robert Czar isn't with us anymore, but, uh, they're fortunate enough to, uh, get some scenes done with him in it before he passed. So it's incredible that they're finally getting, like this movie's pretty much, like it's wrapped up. It's, uh, you know, they're working on the, the post, uh, production of it and, uh, need your help need your help and uh you get some cool stuff in the process for helping out um the posters look awesome the shirts look amazing um you know just help out as much as you can um you can find them on uh the indiegogo website and just you can either type in spring fever and it should pop up like spring fever campaign something and uh otherwise Bear with me. www.indiegogo.com slash projects slash spring dash fever dash post dash campaign number signs slash <laughs> is the, the actual web, uh, you know, the web browser for it or whatever. Otherwise, it might just be easier to uh, just go to Indiegogo.com and then look up Spring Fever. And uh, speaking of Spring Fever, the Spring Fever world premiere will be 18th at 6.30 p.m. at uh, the Rock Island Brewing Company in Rock Island, Illinois. Uh, this event should be a lot of fun. and uh, The movie will be playing first and then uh, a live well, not a live act. There's going to be multiple bands being played. Uh, there's going to be live music performed by a few of the bands that have contributed to the soundtrack of the movie. So that's that's going to be pretty cool. And uh, uh, multiple sponsors will probably be there. There's going to be a merch table of uh, with a bunch of Spring Fever merchandise to be to be bought at. <laughs> For you to check out and you know hopefully you can snag up some of that and it'll help them just uh you know like i said i think uh for their campaign it's mostly they they want to submit the movie to as many film festivals as they can they just want to spread the word of the movie in infection no i'm kidding that's terrible uh especially with the uh, current events going on right now but uh it should be a kick-ass time, though. I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there. Um, um, 
like I mentioned before, like I, I just, I play a small part of the movie. I'm just, I'm thankful enough to, uh, hopefully be in the movie. You guys will be able to point me out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hopefully I'll be in the movie. I showed up for, uh, some of the zombie extra shoots. So keep my fingers crossed. Um, but anyways, uh, death stitch clothing will be there. And, uh, Jason works really hard on uh on uh stitching like uh like he'll take like old uh um t-shirts and, and he cuts them up with like the designs and then he puts them on flannels and sews them on uh flannels and uh he does this thing where uh you bring your own design of an old t-shirt, you know, maybe if it's got holes or, you know, tore up whatever, but you love the design of it and you want to keep it forever, you can bring in your own design to him, and he does these, uh, like, make and takes, I think is what he calls them, and, uh, you know, give him 30 minutes, and he'll do up a flannel with uh, with your design of your choice. So it's it's really cool. He does, he does some really cool work, and uh, also Wake Brewing will be there as well, as far as to my knowledge i think they're going to be there with a keg of beer that they're going to make for the event i don't know if it's something they've already made or if it's something entirely new but uh they're a sponsor and to my knowledge i think they're going to bring some beer there as well so always stoked to uh drink some wake brewing beer uh actually over the weekend me and my wife went up there for uh to celebrate our anniversary and uh had some beer uh I wanted to get their blueberry stout that's like uh like hand of doom blueberry stout but all they had was the vanilla version and it was still amazing so uh if you're ever in the uh Rock Island area definitely check out Wake Brewing and uh they also host um uh, horror trivia night um sorry uh the, yeah they host a horror trivia night every third thursday of every month and you can win awesome uh horror swag and uh, i think they also discount some of their drafts that night too maybe like a dollar off or something so that might be something to look forward to if if you're in the area and you want to do something different like horror movies and beer i mean it's it's a no-brainer and uh yeah um for a few more announcements uh i wanted to mention a, f a few of the uh future guest lineups that i have and actually i'm going to be doing a an episode pretty soon with Chilean horror actress Hamina Del Solar. And uh, if you're not familiar with her, she plays Julia in an extreme horror film called Trauma from 2017. Um, I did an incredible interview with her, and this is her first English-spoken interview, so I look forward to releasing that episode. And also this is to help celebrate Women in Horror Month this month. So I thought this was a cool way to 
to celebrate Women in Horror Month with uh, uh, a horror actress, and uh, maybe not not an actress that many of you all know, but uh, that's that's the cool thing about having my podcast is I try not to limit myself, so. It's really cool when I can reach out to uh, people from all over the world and just want to talk about horror movies and uh, and some of their work. So, um, yeah, uh, it's an incredible interview. And, like, I I personally could probably, like, never do an interview like that. Like, I can never talk to someone in Spanish and just, you know, give an interview to somebody, like, just from a totally different language that I'm used to. So... Big kudos to her for actually, um, you know, English is a second language to her. So, you know, big kudos to her for actually doing a full interview in English. Um, it's incredible. So I look forward to uh, to uh, releasing an episode, and I, I hope you guys dig it. Um, yeah, that movie, Trauma, <laughs> it's rough. Like, it, it's up there with... Uh, like a Suri, how do you pronounce it? Serbian film. I can't even fucking say it. Serbian film, or like uh, maybe hostile a little bit. Like it's it's extreme, like extreme stuff. We'll we'll talk about um, some of the other stuff that she's working on, and uh, just you know a few horror things. Um, it's not like a, a super long interview, but uh, it's an interesting interview for sure <laughs> um some more guests um actor director drew marvick from pool party massacre and we'll talk about pool party massacre and anything else that he has in the works look forward to hearing from him and uh also director writer edward payson who made the Cohasset snuff film and uh, a documentary film called Our Friend John, um, which that movie will be coming out sometime in February. And uh, I want to try to talk to him about one of his upcoming horror films called The Sunday Night Slaughter. And that movie has like Corey Feldman, Felissa Rose, and Maria Olsen in it. So I'm stoked for that episode whenever that gets released. Um, also, the I don't know if I want to give away that Cohasset movie. Uh, we'll we'll save that for uh, when I talk to him. This should, should be an interesting episode. And nothing is set in stone, but for Women in Horror Month this month, I would like to have <clears throat> a, a local uh, movie horror host. Her name's Marlena Midnight. I'd like to have her on the show. And if you're not familiar with her, um, her show is Midnight Mausoleum. And uh, her show is, like, it. it's based out of the Quad Cities, so Illinois, Iowa area. <clears throat> and uh, um, her show is on, a, like, a local TV station here in the Quad Cities. And they just had their 10-year anniversary, so I'm, I'm really anxious to... Um, I mess. I reached out to her and uh, messaged her, and she said she would be on, would be willing to be on the show. So I look forward to having an uh, interview or just you know a horror discussion with her. 
And uh, if you are from the Quad Cities and you don't know about her yet, uh, her show airs Friday nights on WQAD Channel 8 and Saturday nights on My TV 8-3. Merlena and her friends host a B-horror movie late night, like creature features and uh, like old like sci-fi horror stuff like Plan 9 from Outer Space, that kind of stuff. Um, it's really cool, like, I'm, I'm, uh, oh, what's the word, like, I, I really dig that, uh, there's, you know, multiple people here in the Quad Cities that love horror enough to just try to, you know, make things happen, I guess is the words I say, like, I'm just, I'm really stoked to, and even, like, in the past few years, like, I think, like, the horror community, here in the Quad Cities has grown so much. Like now we got a horror convention and like we got our own horror host and uh like horror movie nights and uh the haunted attractions that are around here. Uh it's just it's incredible. Uh and like we got uh the writers from the Quiet Place. They're from the Quad Cities. Like it's just so much cool stuff happening in the Quad Cities. It's it's a great time to be a Quad City in, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully I can get her to uh, do an episode this month. If not, I mean, we're definitely going to make it happen sometime in, in the near future, hopefully. And uh, I do have a few other guests lined up, but uh, none of the dates and everything are set in stone, so... Just stay tuned. Um, those are in the works. Um, I I also wanted to thank Jason, and he's from the band Nooses, based out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. They play like thrash, death metal kind of music, and uh, I wanted to thank him because he did the design for our new logo and. Uh, in uh, sort of like a t-shirt design and it looks fucking sick i saw a little preview of it and it, it it's it looks incredible man so uh so stoked to uh hopefully within uh the next or within this week maybe even friday um that i'll post up our our new logo and uh t-shirt design and hopefully you guys dig it i know i dig it um <laughs> it looks awesome so I'm excited to to get those. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna try to get some stickers and shirts made. So be on the lookout for those when they come available. Um, his band Nooses can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, wherever you listen to the music streaming sites. They're probably on it. Um, they'll also have physical copies and merch for sale soon up on their band camp page so if you're interested in hearing some like thrash death metal and like they even got some punk elements in it check them out uh and as a bonus if you stick <clears throat> if as a bonus if you stick around this episode i will have their song barren earth play in its entirety at the end of the episode so stick around um Oh, I want to say they also put out a sick Misfits cover EP that's it's a mix of like thrash and punk 
it, it sounds awesome. Uh, so if you're fans of the Misfits and, and metal in general, I mean, check them out, dude. Noose is, is killing it. Um, they'll also be playing a show March 19th at the Rebel Lounge in Phoenix, Arizona. So go see them live. And they plan on doing a fall tour, which details have yet to be announced. Um, he also mentioned to me that they're in pre-production on their next EP. So great things are ahead for nooses. Go follow them on Facebook or Instagram to keep updated on them. I'll have their social media as well as the others I have mentioned in this episode in the description below. Or if there's not enough room, I'll either post them on my Instagram or Facebook. And uh, which you can now follow us on Facebook at Root Horror Podcast on Facebook. Just look us up. We're on there. We got our own page. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if for some reason uh, everyone's links and descriptions aren't fitting in uh this episode description i'll just have them up on our instagram and facebook so i guess i'll since i think that's all my announcements i'll just talk about uh some of the horror movies that i've watched um most of them are horror movies um, Dark Crimes is, uh, uh, a pretty dark movie for Jim Carrey. Uh, I, I liked it. I, I, I liked it because, um, I mean, I love Jim Carrey. I love, I love his comedy movies, man. I mean, I really don't even need to name them all off. Like Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, The Mask. I mean... He's one of the greatest comedians of all time. But him diving into some more serious stuff, like dark crimes, man. Um, I, I thought he pulled it off, man. I, I think a lot of people uh, don't give Jim Carrey enough credit as far as... Uh, and maybe it's because we've all taken him serious. But if you like just try to separate, like just kind of put all the comedian or the comedy movies in a box, set them aside and then just focus on this movie Dark Crimes. Like just try to separate the uh the comedy movies from this movie. Like I think he can he's a very versatile actor, man. I I really dug it. Um his performance. I mean, some of the stuff that goes on in this movie is fucked up, but uh you know, I thought I thought it was a a pretty decent movie. Like I, I didn't get bored at all, hardly. <laughs> but uh, the movie's about a hardball detective, who's Jim Carrey, becomes suspicious of an author when the incidents described in his hit novel resemble the inner workings of an unsolved murder. Um, this movie takes place in Poland, and uh, it's it's really good, man. Um, the uh, um trying to think of the name of the place it's kind of like an abandoned uh hotel kind of thing and uh a lot of these like uh higher in society people go there to uh do whatever to these women like they would do anything and everything to these women as long as you don't kill them they're fine with it and uh 
as long as they get paid. That's their main thing. So it's pretty sad. There's a lot of, you know, uh, some dirty cops in this movie because they're they're in on it and uh and uh you know they'll they'll rape the women they'll um put uh leashes on them and walk them around like dogs just you know being like submissive or the ladies are being submissive to these guys and uh just let these guys do whatever to them beat them you know it's it's pretty bad but uh i mean the, but these women uh willingly go through with this just for money and it's it's sad that this world is involved around money that bad to her you know but i mean i don't know i forgot if it said this is based on true events it might be or maybe it's not just because of i mean, who knows i mean some of this stuff might actually happen in, in different countries or maybe in the united states and we just don't know about it but uh it's a good movie Check it out on Netflix if uh, if you're into some darker crime shit. <laughs> like the title of the movie, Dark Crimes. Yeah. Check it out, man. I mean, if you've never seen it and you're looking for something, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was okay. Um, Hide and Go Shriek. Uh, my friends over at Funbox Monster Podcast covered this uh, a couple episodes ago. And... Uh, they did a really good job on their episode, so uh, I probably won't do an episode on it. But I, I love listening to their podcast, so I I had to watch it, and uh, I actually dug it. I really dug it a lot. Um, it's about a group of teenagers spent the night in a furniture shop for a graduation party, and uh, one of them talks her boyfriend into a game of hide-and-seek, and a psycho killer starts hunting them down one by one. Um, I think this is the first time, I mean, that I can recall that uh, a gay killer, like a gay slasher movie, was born. Um, I could be wrong, but... Uh, I mean, I, I thought it was really good. I mean, it, it was like something ahead of its time or like something that's never been done before and uh and uh you know kind of shows you maybe some of the psychological side of uh what uh gay people go through i mean not i mean th and this is probably very vague i mean this is just you know because like it's it's more based on a slasher than like his, you know, the killer's background. I mean, it just kind of briefly goes over his background. So, I mean, it's, it's really basic, like vague, maybe, I don't know about, uh, you know, what maybe gay people go through. But, uh, uh, as far as like being like a slasher goes, I, I think it's, it's a fun slasher and, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, and one of the one of the kids, or one of the teenagers, I should say, uh, one of the guys, he actually is in uh, in uh, what's his name uh, for the Misfits, Glenn. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Glenn Danzig, his new movie, Veronica, or. Oh my god, I'm butchering the shit out of this. Verona, Verona, Veronica? 
Not Veronica. Veronica, I think. Yeah, he plays in that movie. So I thought that was kind of, you know, random. That, uh, because when I watched this, um, that's like when, uh, Veronica was like playing in theaters or something like that. Like, there was just a lot of coverage with Veronica for some reason, like around that day. And then, so I, when I looked up, uh, some of the descriptions of like some of the actors and stuff, I, I seen that he played in this movie and Veronica. I was like, oh, that's kind of a random little, tidbit fact but uh yeah if you haven't seen hide and go shriek i definitely recommend checking that one out then uh hard rock zombies was another one i watched and uh the guys over at forever midnight did an episode on it so i had to watch that and uh <laughs> that fucking movie is nuts dude it's it's all over the fucking place uh it's i guess about Hit- hitler cultists kill everyone in a heavy metal band but the lead singer uh brings them back as zombies <laughs> it's it's a very vague description but pretty much i mean it's because this this movie doesn't make sense so i guess that's probably an accurate an accurate description but uh yeah like the the bass not the bassist or was he well he played the bass uh when they're driving this van but the the lead singer plays a song and it's it's a really weird song kind of like a um oh kind of like a lords of salem song and uh the guy's like oh man that's kind of cool what are you playing he's like oh it's like this old uh voodoo song that's supposed to bring people back from the dead or some shit and uh I don't know if that's if they by playing that made them come back to life or what. I mean, that movie's fucking nuts. And uh Phil Fontecaro I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's in that movie, he's been in like a lot of full moon films. He's uh, uh a little person that uh he's been in like everything in the nineties and in the eighties as well. I mean this uh like troll um, what was the other one like Sideshow from Full Moon and uh, oh, ta- I think he was in a Tales from the Crypt episode as well. I forgot which one, but I mean, he's been in everything. If once you see him, you know who he is. But he plays in this movie, and uh, uh it's it's great. I definitely, I mean, it's not great, but it's definitely worth a watch. I would definitely check it out. Uh, anyways, uh, Midsommar was another one I watched, and it's about a couple who travel to Sweden to visit their friend's rural hometown for its fabled, fabled Midsommar Festival. But what begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Now, this movie... Um, I'll say I liked it. Uh, I de- well, I definitely liked it better than Hereditary. I'm one of those people that didn't really care for Hereditary, but Midsummer, I I did like it. Uh, it's something I, I guess maybe even people in general just haven't seen before, like a horror movie in the broad daylight. Like it was 
like beautifully well shot and uh a lot of disturbing images in uh some of these scenes it it really was you know if you're into like the higher tier horror movies as far as like brutality and just disturbingness i would say check it out it's not a slasher by no means like just like funny gore like it's like a well put together movie and uh just dreadful at times like the beginning really depressing and uh and dreary but i mean it once they get over to sweden like shit just pops off and crazy shit happens so definitely check that out the next movie i watched was tammy and the t-rex uh, i watched that on shutter and it's about a teen learns that a scientist implants her dead boyfriend's brain into an animatronic dinosaur and as far out as that movie sounds it's pretty far out but it's an entertaining far out movie so um if you're looking for like a non-serious like horror type movie i mean it's got horror elements i guess like it's not really a horror movie but um i watched like the gore version that shutter had on there and uh so you know it added in the gore scenes that i guess was taken out of the original movie um it was awesome. It was very entertaining. Um, the uh, teen girl is Denise Richards, and so it was interesting to see her in a, an early '90s film with uh, Paul Walker and a young, a very young Paul Walker is in this movie as her boyfriend. And uh, it was entertaining, man. Uh, if you've never seen it, definitely check it out. And uh, speaking of Denise Richards, she also played in uh, that horror movie called valentine from early 2000s just to tie in that little valentine's day uh you know that little part since it's close to valentine's day i just figured i'd say that she yeah she's in that movie and in a valentine's horror movie so check that one out i also watched sleepless for the first time it's a uh Dario Argento film from early 2000s and it's about an insomniac detective who who uh who's played by Max von Sydow um you may know him as the priest from the exorcist he comes out of retirement to track a serial killer who copies a string of old murders so uh uh it's it's an okay giallo movie it's it's definitely not Argento's best, but it was decent. You know, it's early two thousands. Um, I guess uh, I think it's the German version. Or there's a there's another version of the movie I think on DVD that uh, has a director's cut or like some extended scenes on it, and it's supposed to have extended scenes of the kill scenes. Which I would like to watch that version because I felt like the kill scenes were pretty bland. I mean, coming from Argento, like, either they were cut too short or there was hardly anything shown. Like, and I'm sure it had something to do with, like, the studio rights or, you know, whoever the distributors were. They didn't want 
some of that because they felt like the the audience doesn't want to see all the blood and guts or I don't know what the case may be. Should have just kept that shit in there. People want to see people want to see the gruesome stuff uh, for the most part. So I mean that that and I think that's why Sleepless was sort of a sleeper because of you know it was just kind of like a almost like a TV made for movie or TV made movie or whatever movie made for TV sort of like that because I mean it, sure I mean there was a little bit of nudity in it so okay I guess but uh, I don't know it was a it was a so-so movie it but I'm sure maybe like the like I said I'm sure the uh, other version the extended director's version or whatever is it's probably better so maybe I'd like it if I watched that version uh the next movie Bliss which is another shutter movie that one's a shutter exclusive and oh man I really loved this movie I thought it was awesome I thought it was uh unique adding in uh never seen before I thought it was really well done man uh, so kudos to whoever all all the people that worked on that movie because that one uh, really impressed me and uh, the movie is about in need of creative inspiration a professionally stagnant and hard partying Los Angeles artist named Desi Donahue recklessly indulges in a series of drug binges as the narcotics fly out of control, explicable yet unquenchable craving for blood. As someone who has never been able to control her vices in the first place, Desi is so violently consumed by this bloodlust. So, man, yes, this <laughs> this move is awesome. I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. And, uh, yeah, it, and, uh, there's also like a, Oh, kind of like a, a warning before you watch the movie. Like there is a lot of uh, flashy scenes, especially the intro credits. So if you um, get dizzy really easily or uh, have like narcolepsy um, or just, you know, suffer from uh, anything that causes like a, a bright flashes and stuff maybe not to maybe not to check this movie out but uh you know it's it's uh it's a really well-made movie and uh very artistic and the imagery is beautiful and uh yeah i can't i can't praise this movie enough i i really dug it and uh i will probably end up buying a physical copy of it some way shape or form down the line and uh add that collection now the next movie i watched is called the devil and father Amorth, and this was a documentary type movie that uh was made or directed however you want to say by uh william freakin who uh cre- well, not create the exorcist but he directed the original exorcist movie 45 years later from making the Exorcist movie, he ends up uh, making a documentary on a real-life exorcism that goes on over in Rome, Italy. 
and it it was a little slow getting into. I mean, maybe not at the beginning because he kind of explains how he made the exorcist and then he's talking to a few people about uh their thoughts on like uh if exorcisms are real and whatnot and uh but then it really gets interesting when uh they actually get to the exorcist part and just hearing the demonic sounds come from the lady that they're exercising it it it's really eye-opening man it, but it also kind of made me like think like is this real or is it fake but i just i just can't imagine this movie being fake so just uh just hearing some of the sounds that come from her it's like man dude like this shit is real and uh i think that you know i mean that's that's horror in itself man it's uh it's uh you know if there's if there's really demons and the and there's really a devil i mean there's got to be a you know there's got to be angels there's got to be a god you can't have one without the other and that's that's kind of what uh Freakin kind of says towards the end but I mean it really makes you think that's what I'm getting at it's like it really makes you think if uh you know if if that's if that shit uh, I don't know how else to explain it but uh a lot of people kind of I don't know there's a lot of mixed feelings on it um my opinion is like I mean it's not like the greatest movie ever or greatest documentary ever, but, uh, it's definitely worth a watch, and, uh, if you got Netflix, definitely put that in your queue, and, uh, watch it sometime, especially if, you know, majority of the horror fans that I talk to, their favorite movie is The Exorcist, so it's one of those things, like, you gotta watch that documentary, even if you don't believe in, uh, the devil, and, and, you know, the, in religion and or you know wherever your belief is um there you know there there's some really cool parts as far as uh you know him talking about the exorcist and whatnot so there's a lot of really cool tidbits in it if you're a fan of the exorcist definitely check it out um and then like i mentioned uh my bloody valentine 3d I don't know if I want to discuss that, but yeah, I watched that last night and, uh, I dug it. <clears throat> I dug it. Um, I might just save this for an, my next episode or, you know, <laughs> I might say that I was going to talk a little bit about it, but I might just save that. Um, let's see the other one. Oh, and then, uh, last night I watched, uh, another documentary called death by metal and it's uh, a documentary uh, is in it, <clears throat> excuse me it's a documentary of a remembrance documentary where death fans will gain a better insight into chuck Skoldner's ascension to metal fame and then the Bray tumor which ended up taking his life so it's a documentary about the death metal band called death and uh i thought it was really well made and and 
like the description says, it really does give you a better insight on uh, what their what their lives were, and kind of kind of how death came to be, and uh, and then it kind of just uh, kind of went through like their whole discography. Like there's uh, multiple members of the bands throughout the years are given their take on what happened during that time frame and uh you know they talk about chuck and and how he was and and it was really interesting to uh to see all that and then just like how they put the 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 documentary together how like the the transitions and stuff were with uh album covers and uh and it made it look like it was like one of those old school that uh some old interviews with uh Chuck and and uh you know, it really it really uh puts you in the perspective of the time frame of when all this was happening, like during the eighties and uh and so forth. So really cool. Like if if you're really into death metal metal in general or if you just you really like the band death and they also talk a little bit towards the end about control denied which was the band that he went on to making after the band death so i mean there's um quite a bit of good stuff in there so you know it's it's not going to be a documentary for everybody but if if you're a fan of metal that's that's one to definitely check out especially when Death was kind of considered the quote-unquote, like, founding fathers of death metal. Like, they just, they sort of created that sound in a sense. Like, they they ended up, like, kind of working outside the box. Like, they, they weren't really just focused on, I mean, you know, the early years, they, they did focus on just the straight death metal stuff. But then they, you know, they grew as music as musicians and they expanded their horizons and they went above and beyond more than just death metal. And I really think that without death, a lot of the, the metal bands wouldn't sound the way they sound now because there's, there's so much diversity in, in music, especially with all these, even like new sub genres that are being made. Like there's this, you know, there's just so much different differentiality in metal. Um, I, I could I give examples, but I mean you know what I'm saying. Like, there's this you know so many different subgenres of metal now. Like it's not just heavy metal or metal. Like there's just there's so much more now. Death, thrash, black, um, grindcore. I mean even though that stuff was sort of around when Death was made, but I mean like. Now there's even just more different subgenre stuff, and um, <laughs> I should probably shut up while I'm ahead. But I mean, you get the point. I mean, they really did help shape uh, even like metal what we listen to nowadays. And uh, yeah, I love that band. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, good shit. So. Um, that's probably going to be about it for this episode. And, uh, like I said, I just wanted to pump something, uh, 
um, just to give you guys some more content before I uh, made the Valentine's themed uh, episode. And uh, probably shortly right after that, I'll release the Himina del Solar episode where I talk to the Chilean horror actress from Chile. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, not going anywhere, guys, if I don't pop out an episode in a week or whatever, it's either I got something going on or something came up, so apologize for that, but, uh, you know, that's life, man, you know, sometimes we get a little preoccupied with other stuff, but I, you know, I'm going to try as much as I can to try to make episodes every week if if i can't just bear with me i'll still gonna make content in some shape or form um but i'm gonna end the episode right now i'm not gonna have my usual end credits i'm going to just let the episode ride out with noose's song called baron's earth and hope you guys dig it and uh, definitely go check them out. They're either on whatever social media that you can go find them. Just go follow them. They're a kick-ass band. And uh, if you don't like metal, um, sorry, not sorry. But, I mean, you can always end the episode right now. But if you like metal, just let it ride. Enjoy the song by Nooses, Baron Earth. <laughs>